What's up, guys? And welcome back to the Cat and Mark show. And this week we have Aubrey Black. She's an adult film star and content creator. And we're thank glad to have you, you here. Thank so you. Thank you. I've been waiting anxiously for this. I know. So have we. So we actually met at the Industry Awards. And we were co-hosting essentially there. So ever since then, I was like, you're a lot of fun. We need to get you on the podcast. So yeah, I'm glad you're yeah, here. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Um, and I mean, I've been talking to um, Katia for a little bit. And even before then, she's like, what is that coming out of your mouth? Even though I was typing, she's like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Always so unhinged. <laughs> so I guess my first question is, if we start from the beginning, how did you get into the adult industry? Okay. What's what's the story? Okay. Um, so I never, ever, ever thought that I would be in the adult industry to the point that I was invited to um, Sexpo years ago by a girl that was um, escorting and she'd do some hosty stuff. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then I was like, said to my friend, isn't that the thing where they have like sex stuff? And so I don't know if I should go to that. Yeah, I was so like, pr- not pr- I was open, but kind of prudy to that sort of stuff. And I was like, and then. Yeah. Um, the, the same girl actually came over and visited at my house because I was doing um, photo shoots of her and some others because I was a photographer for like 20 years. And, uh, yeah, and then she oh, asked well. if she could crash at my place for a few days and that she was going to be escorting, which, of course, in Australia it's legal and stuff. So she like, popping off over the road mm. every few minutes. Like, every – I was just like, damn, this girl's making bank. And, and I'm not being mean, but she wasn't mm. even really – she was – you know, a little bit plumpy. Plump. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so not like an extremely attractive supermodel yeah, woman. Not the hottest thing, but anyway. Okay. I was like, hey, what the fuck if she's doing this? Like, oh my goodness. That's <laughs> 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 so can I. <laughs> like, anyway, so I ended up researching it for a few months, like a business thing, you know, who are the best and what do they do and um, what has to, you know. And, um, I had to really decide if I could do this because I hadn't even had a one night stand before. I'd never, um, never, I was such oh, a good wow. two shoes, never cheated on anyone. And um, I decided to do it. And then it was kind of, no looking back after that, it was like printing paper, really. It was really fucking awesome. <laughs> Damn. So, how was, how was that very first experience though? Because you, you did like photography three? for how many years? Wow. Jeez. Okay. So, how many years ago uh, did you get this, into this? This year, I started like, October two thousand and twelve. Okay. There you go. So, what was what was the very first experience? Weird. Like, uh, it was. See, once I put my head into something, I turn into whether it's actress mode or my alter ego or whatever. I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it well. I'm not going to go hard. I'm not going to, you know. So I just mm-hmm. went in and did it and just sort of. I don't know what the fuck happened, but I just did it. But it was bizarre. And the problem is I then, I've never forgotten that first experience as well. I can remember where I was, what I was wearing. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, I looked so budget. And um, <laughs> <laughs> You always do on your first time. <laughs> what, what do you mean by budget? Uh, anyway, what what did you look like? Lingerie. And I was always into lingerie, but at the time I was like, okay. um, I was like, okay, I think this is what these girls wear. And I just now looking back, I'm like, ew, that is so rank. I had no titties. I had yeah, all these things that was like, so I put myself at the really low end of the scale, like low price and everything. Because I was like, okay. I can't be charging lots of money and stuff if, if like I've got tennis balls and a sock boobies and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, 
but I did it. It was awesome. And um, I did actually discuss it with my family before I went into it with my um, children. And um, I had a partner at the time who was actually encouraging me to get into it. But I think it's because he had a wife and I didn't know. Oh, ouch. Okay. So before, <laughs> so you spoke to your family, your partner, were you, you guys weren't in an open relationship at all at that point. Well, it sounds like he maybe was, was but you didn't know about it. But, but yeah. So, um, okay. One that sort of encouraged oh, me to do it. And, oh, you know, go ahead, do this. Oh, that's awesome. It's so hot and everything. And, um, yeah, I just didn't realize what was really happening. Um, and, yeah, but I never looked back. My family were awesome about it. I uh, discussed with my daughter the reality of it. She didn't really overly love it, but she accepted that this was a choice we were making and it was going to benefit the family if it went in the direction that I'd hoped. And my son was only 10 at the mm -hmm. time, and um, I told him I was doing dates with lonely men. And he's like, oh, they want a hot babe. Hey. Yeah. Cool. That's and a then good way one, of explaining it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, and then uh, one day he said to me, "Mum, can you um tell me why are you getting so many dates with men? Like you're getting so many dates. What are the sort of photos you're putting up? You know, and stuff to you know." That's a smart kid, by the way. He's like, "What? Wait, what's oh, going yeah, on he's here?" He's way okay? too smart for his own, for my own good. Anyway, and um, I said, "No, no, no," and and you know, it's it's fine. Yeah, the photos are good. Photos are good. Clearly, he researched it one day and uh, discovered what was really happening. But he kept it quiet for a little bit. And then one day it just slipped out of his mouth. I realized that he knew. So well, I didn't realize that you had kids well, when you started. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So they would have been, yeah, okay. Yeah. Very clued on, like early on. Yeah. My daughter, I think she was, uh, it was, um, she was just, just under, she was almost 20. So what made you decide, because I, I think it's a big decision to, tell your kid like you told yeah. them before you started right were you not worried that maybe when you started you're like oh fuck this isn't for me and now I just like told my kids this was there not a part of you that thought okay i should maybe like try this out no because if they them? busted me out doing it and stuff that would be honest from the get-go mm. and it was a slight you know yeah. thing of details with my son um i mean at 10 there's kind of you know, enough but not yeah. that much um yeah but I like them to sort of know what we're getting ourselves in for. And I, as opposed to me just saying, I'm going to do this. It's I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think? Here's the pros and cons. Mm. Are we prepared to go ahead okay. with this? You know? And um, yeah. Was so there any was like backlash with, um, cause your son would have been like in school. So did yeah. like the parents, the other parents or like the teachers or anything, like, did they find out? Yeah, that his friends. No, actually, or... I think the, the friends did, but not until a little bit later, not until high school, which is probably much worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no one ever really said anything to me or to him. Um, I think probably they were too scared to say anything. Like to him, um, the people who have brought it up, have learned very quickly not to say anything and they they love and respect him enough to go yeah we're going to shut our mouth because we don't want to see um the wrath <laughs> okay so your son's a bit of a badass it sounds like the kids, no, the kids are a little bit scared of him so, so it's, uh... sweet and cool he's an amazing person but there's just oh, really? some things you just you know don't go down that because one you'll lose a really yeah. good mate and two you'll probably miss the size of yeah. know, this coming into your face so they just don't want to see because <laughs> he's a giant yeah. That's fair. And so you spoke to your family, you thought, okay, this is a decision we're gonna we're gonna go with and we're gonna we're gonna yeah. try and make this work. 
and then you really loved the the first uh, the first experience. Where did it go from there? It just continued back to back, wearing out her, you know, worn out <laughs> shoes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, no, you're like totally fine. Paper and, and I didn't feel bad because I was, you know, it was like I wasn't just being, um, I was very nice to people and they were really nice to me. I didn't have bad experiences. And um, as much as I still loved my photography and stuff, I was then able to, um, my the lifestyle changed significantly and I was able to provide a lot of security for the family and, and they were like, <laughs> forget that. Yeah, let's keep going, Mum. <laughs> what do we do next, guys? <laughs> so the security and the lifestyle certainly um, changed a lot for us. Okay, very nice. And where did because obviously you split up I with your husband? Married. Um, it, it, married. Oh, okay. All right. So, but you guys, he was married, and I said against know. her. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. All right. So, how long after getting into the industry did you find out about all this? Uh, it was probably about. We'd already been together a couple of years, so it was another year in. Yeah, it was another Okay. And, um, yeah, I kind of just had to – it blew my brains out, and then I just went, you know what, I'm in this, and yeah. I'm just going to focus on the work and my family and everything like that, and um, that's what I did. And, I mean, I've been, I've been going nonstop now for 13 years, um, like on the road. Some people are like, where do you live? And I'm like, in my suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do travel a lot, yeah, don't I you? Feel you? Yeah. So yeah. in all of that, when so you're currently dating Jackson Wolf at the moment? How did that come about? Were you so was he in the industry or did you meet him outside the industry? He was just coming into the industry and it would be really cool at some point to get him on as well so that you can get his side of it. <laughs> sure. Um but there was a person in the industry that we had as a mutual acquaintance. Uh, it was somebody that I didn't really have much to do with anymore, and um, they contacted me and said, hey, I really want you to meet this guy because at this stage I was really um, pretty much just um, full-time with um, adult film overseas like in USA and um, some in Europe, but I was heavily into that and not doing any of the extra stuff that we do in Australia. And, um yeah, this person wanted me to meet him to see what I thought of him as somebody to go into that industry over there. And I was kind of like, okay, okay, don't really want to talk to not Jax, but this other person, but I'll hear you out, you know. And um, I saw the photos of they they had these photos of him up online, and it's nothing like his personality or anything. And I was like, oh, okay, this guy's kind of cute, but looks like a bit of a – it was like trying to – make a young hot dude look like an older man drinking some whiskey or, or something scotch or something and I was like oh my god so he looks oh, like very serious not and... not the hottie that you see and know now you know and, <laughs> and anyways I said yes I'll go meet him so we met and um he was just sort of starting to dabble in the industry which um he can tell you that story one day if you guys get him on and um we just clicked straight away and I definitely am not a relationship person or wasn't. Um, I had uh, stayed single for quite a few years. I hadn't lived with a man in 20 years and off oh, the bat. Wow. Then I realized that the person that had introduced us um, was actually doing some pretty dodgy stuff in the background, you know, um, around around Jacks and, and whatnot. So I actually got Jacks and said, you need to come here to me. What do you mean? Sorry, just sorry, interrupt. What do you mean the, by dodgy stuff? Is in like yeah, this, in terms of business, and a little bit of sort a. Of oh, you can delete this later if you want. But he's a bit of a 
fucking snake in the industry, right? I want to get to do with him anymore. And see this awesome yeah. person being pulled into that stuff. And I was like, oh no, no, this guy's yeah. nice, you know, and he's a good person. I don't want to see yeah. that. So we went and had some lunch and I had a discussion with him about it all. And he said, I've heard stuff like that, but yeah. Anyway, I then predicted um, that I was going to be leaving town um, and was in the same hotel where him and this other person, this other guy was. And um, I contacted him at his other job and said, hey, look, I haven't left town. I'm actually in the same hotel. Um, and I have a second key downstairs waiting for you at reception if you'd like to meet me and stay with me tonight. I have to leave tomorrow. I said, I've put off my trip, but no one knows I'm here. I've even put online that I've arrived in Melbourne. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, shut up. And so, yeah, he showed up that night. And then um, a few days later, I was like, I kind of miss you. Do you want to come catch up on the Gold Coast? And he's like, what? I was like, yeah. And he flew in. We were there three days and then COVID lockdown. Um, so we'd only known each other probably five days. And um, the borders were about to close. I said, well, you can either go home. I don't know when I'll see you again. Uh, or you can stay. And he stayed. And we have had probably 14 days apart in three and a half years. That's so cute. <laughs> that is insane. Were you were you scared going into this? Because you said it's been a long time since you've been like living with a man, or it sounds like it's it's been somewhat serious. And then you went from like five days to living with him. Were you? Did it just feel right, or were you I, at the time like, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pretty weird. And he was so funny and made me laugh harder than I'd ever laughed in years. And um, yeah, it was pretty cool. But um, you know, there was definitely ups and downs over the months. You know, trying to navigate. Um, oh, you know, not knowing each other, um, all the COVID stresses, age differences, all these different things. But at the same time, we always just work through them really well together. And yeah, it's been really good. It's certainly been uh, a learning, growing experience, but we, we still love it. We're still awesome. Yeah, because I think it's, counts, right? it's crazy. <laughs> we haven't killed each other. Say so it that's again. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, true. It must be great. No, I mean, seeing you guys together, you can see like yeah, you guys yeah. have a really good relationship. It's just, it's crazy to think like the way it started because even for a lot of couples just going through the whole like COVID shit, locks down, like especially in certain industries when it's like harder when it comes to work and things like that, it's just tough anyway. But it's like, if you've just met someone and you're trying to navigate the relationship and all of that, I think it either is going to like completely yeah. fuck it over or you're going to like develop a really yeah. strong relationship from it. And it sounds like you guys developed I a really strong relationship. I think we relationship just worked with it, nice. you know, from day to day. And we we kept things interesting because, like, um, what we ended up doing was we had been traveling a little bit. When COVID started, we are like, okay, let's go to whatever city we can that's open at a time. And we couldn't fly, so we just jumped in my truck mm. and would drive. And really did knuckle down oh, wow. and we were stuck in Queensland, Um uh, the North Queensland was still open for most of COVID. You know, there weren't the restrictions that they had. So we actually put a big caravan on the back of the truck and we stayed on the road for four months and uh, we just filmed content together. So it was awesome because, I mean, otherwise, uh, honestly, and it was definitely not anything like, oh, fuck, yeah, I've got this dude here I can do this with. But if being stuck in Australia, if we weren't together, we, we both would have been out of work. I wouldn't have had anyone to film with. I would have been sitting there soloing night and day, boring, and um, and that would have been mm. that. So we both 
saw it as not only we clicked and got on really well, but it was a good opportunity to continue to work and make money as well as have adventure along the way during a really um, unpredictable time. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's very lucky. And how do you find navigating a relationship being in the industry? Obviously, both of you are, right? Um, but do you find that difficult when you need to film with someone else or when he's filming with someone else or are you guys like completely understanding and cool with it? Like how do you, how do you navigate uh, that? I mean, there's definitely challenges being in, um, uh, I think any performer, especially, you know, from overseas would say, you know, it's not easy being in a relationship unless you're somebody who's just down for it you know, your partner's smashing whoever and doing whatever, like totally open. And, I mean, I'm actually um, a, mm. a monogamous person. So it's actually, if anything, it's more of a mental thing for me uh, when I have to go and film with other people. I'm kind of like, can, can I just film with him? Like, can you just put him, please? Because mm. there is um, as much as I have to then switch off if I can't and go, okay, this is working. We go over everything together. Um, I will, in the back of my mind, be like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know. So it is monogamous outside of work. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like I'm, okay. uh, we're both just like so um, committed to the relationship and to each other and making sure that those boundaries are set because otherwise that's where it would get really messy, you know. And so you mentioned feeling like maybe like somewhat guilty or something if you're filming someone else. Do you ever feel jealous if he has to film with someone else or do you find the I, challenge I, just being around like, no, straight the, up, the I'm, I'm like, who, what? <laughs> 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 but no. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being real. Some people yes, are like, uh, it's like, yeah. well, just because that's my natural personality and we just have to work through time. Yeah. We have a call yeah. coming up this um, I, weekend, actually, because um, we haven't filmed in Australia yet. And so we're doing stuff with people. Mm. And um, you guys obviously know um, Christine McQueen. Well, everyone knows us as sisters or has have done for years and years and years. And, um, you know, we had a few years apart. We were doing our own thing and we've come back together stronger than ever, which is freaking amazing. And um, she was trying to organise some content. So I said, can we, can we do that? Well, she's Jax. And she's like, but it's your, like, how? I'm like, just, just do it. I'm like, and how? That it's going to be like sisters smashing my man, you know. That's not. <laughs> so yeah, we're shooting this weekend coming up. It's it. going to be the first time her and I have actually filmed um, content together, and it's going to be the three of us just getting a whole bunch of stuff done. So it's going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah. and I would, I would oh, anything like that. You, you know, there's some people I'm just like, I fucking trust you. I love you. Let's care and have fun. Yeah, yeah. But that sounds like a hot scene. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a. Yeah, it's also right. I, I think it's a mature way to look at it, to be honest. Uh, because I, I, I'm sure there are people out there that are just born that way, yeah. where they're not jealous or whatsoever. But I think that's incredibly rare. And I think most people, it's just about dealing with that emotion, right, and, and just working yeah. through it and being open about it. And I think that's normally in every relationship, right? Whether it's your monogamous relationship outside the sex industry and your yeah. partner's chatting someone at work. Or if you're in the sex industry and they're like filming a scene with someone else, I think you face it anywhere. And I think like, yeah, it, it's just exactly. about working through it. So. Exactly. But uh, yeah, we have a lot of a lot yeah. of fun with it, you know. Um, especially, yeah, like I was saying, with people mm. that I that I know and I trust and everything like that. Because the big thing is, is in the industry that what you'll find is that, um, especially when you've got like I've developed a really good name for myself and a really good brand and everything like that, is you will get a lot of people that just sort of want to, to fuck your man just for the sake of. Haha, 
I fucked Aubrey Black's man. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, who is this person? And okay. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're cool. You know, or yeah, yep, they're not going to just be trying yeah. to do something to pull something out from under me and, and whatnot. So, and I know that sounds silly, but if you ask any of the, the big performers mm. out there, they'll say, yeah, the girls are the worst for that. You know, they're just like, hmm. Yeah, it, it's very true. Yeah, okay. So oh, yeah. For the <laughs> yeah. Lots of people yeah. do lots of things in this industry for the clout. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I stole all back from it. And it's like, yeah. uh-uh. I'm curious what does a typical day or a typical week look like for you like you do so many things what would be like an average week oh shit it depends on what country I'm in (laughs) everything changes according to where I am at the time so here in Australia um it's a lot less busy than what I am when I'm over in um, USA and then Europe's completely different again. So um, here, aside from trying to juggle um, family commitments and still trying to, I mean, as far as time for a relationship goes, we, we typically just do all our work together and then sit there and have sleep time watching TV series and we're like, good night. You know, it's like that's what we get these days. But whether we're shooting content, editing, um, doing administration, um, meeting with other content creators, um, occasional private meetups, you know, different things like that. It's kind of every day is jam-packed. I do not have enough hours in the day and I'm supposed to be training. And I'm like, can I, can I, I don't want to wake up at four in the morning and have to be just to fit the rest of my day in, you know. Um, yet when we're over in the States and whatnot, um, Filming, like when you're filming a, a normal scene, you'll typically have most days, it might be four or five days in the week that you'll be filming. And so, you know, you're prepping all night for things up early in the morning. Um, you'll be on set from, or getting ready to go on set from like eight. Then you'll be on set from 10 till maybe four or five in the evening, get back, want to die for a while. And then you've got still do your admin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do your admin, <laughs> try and have a few minutes to feel to decompress. And then you're rolling into the next day. You know what I mean? Um, so it is really full on. And then, of course, you have people who schedule events for you and things on top of it. So it might then be like, okay, I've just finished shooting this. I've just done that. And now I have to go off and fulfill my duty here for this event, hosting something or, you know, showcasing somebody's business and whatnot. So it's, it's really full on. Yeah, um, I think people don't realise how demanding yeah, that- the job actually is. <laughs> and then, of course, you've got the OnlyFans, you know, it's like, 24 yeah, and you do all the Instagram and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like that's why, you know, this week my Instagram looks like I fell off the planet. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, screw you, algorithm. Yeah, you already took 8,000 followers off me in like three weeks. I'm like, so, um, you know, just from you post, you guys know, you post one little thing that's not even bad and it's like, ha, we're going to yeah, freeze. shadow ban. <laughs> oh, like, I'm, I know all too much about the shadow bans. <laughs> do anything did I say a bad word or something oh my god you know um so this last week I spent my whole week just focusing on family and I was like I'll deal with you algorithm later yeah I'm curious how do you (laughs) like with everything that you've got going on how do you like like find a balance between you know personal time and like work time and like self-care and all that oh there's no balance okay Okay. Yeah, I'm not a Libra. I'm a Gemini. Yeah. Um, but I mean, 
in saying that, you know, it's like, I guess the, uh, the whole Gemini thing, I'm like, yeah, I'm able to multitask and juggle things. I'm quite good at that. But also I'm really lucky that because, you know, with Jax, uh, we've really learned how to work as a team to get stuff done. So it's like if it was just me doing it by myself these days, it would be a lot more complicated, you know, because um, there's just so many things that I'm working on and doing. But when you work as a team, you know, it's like, okay, you do this and I'll do that and we'll get this here done. And then we are able to at least get a bit of time together. Um, and, yeah, so <sighs> there's um, – there used to be teams that you could get to run all your socials and whatnot, but sometimes I've found there can be that can be a bit risky as well. You know, you put a lot into taking on people to help run your socials and your accounts, and if all they're really looking at is the dollar, then you might not necessarily get what you're really paying for. And so sometimes, and I don't like to micromanage, if I think I'm um, paying somebody to help with social media or whatever, I'd rather say, hey, these are the ideas of what I have, do, 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 do my part, and then you do yours. I was going to say, so you're running everything yourself, essentially, yeah. then, like all your, all your social yeah. media or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So okay. Strawberry Black. No I'm like, you are, <laughs> I wish it wasn't. I wish it was a robot. Like, AI. Thank God. I'm terrified. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, legit. I'm curious. How do you? Um, so, like, obviously, there's Aubrey Black that everyone sees and then there's the, you know, the Aubrey that people kind of don't see. Um, how do you, like, differentiate between, like, the different personas? Are you just, like, Aubrey kind of all the time or is there, like, the Aubrey that people don't see behind the scenes? <laughs> <That's all. laughs> no, okay, so there is a part of me that has to go. I, I'll, I'll have to send you later this little um, uh, a little video thing that sums it up perfectly you know you might have seen it i think there was one with keanu reeves when it's like okay me at a party yeah hey you're walking through the door close it off oh my god okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys and, you go <laughs> and it's not that you're being fake it's just that you um you know you just take a few minutes for yourself but my the other side of my personality is so different to like what you see on the screen or what I'm able to even put on social mm. media because people are so sensitive now that I have to like really sit there and go, oh, my God, what am I supposed to write for a little, you know, thing for my picture today? Oh, I guess I'll have to be boring and write something like picture one or two. Do you like this? You know, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've had to really tone down my personality. Because I, well, I mean, you know, we come from here and we say what we think. And um, so many people around the world are so freaking soft that it's like, well, I didn't even know that was offensive. I thought I was just saying, you know, like what everyone's thinking. Sorry. Um, but also mm. the whole overtly sexual side that people see, I'm very, very different to that. I'm like a total potato and a family person and an absolute goofball. and. Um, that's really the, the the real side of my personality is more that I love my training. I love being an idiot. I love out. I, you know, just wearing trackies around the house or my active wear. And then I have to put it on when I have to get all glammied up. Yeah. I think it's just having like different sides of your personality, right? Like yeah. I think everyone's like that. Uh, you know, everyone's going to be a little bit different when they're around their families or their friends or at work or whatever. And it's just like your work requires a different type of personality yeah. to come out that you have. So uh, yeah, I think I think it's normal, but it's interesting to see because I think if people see you online, they would have that idea of you, and then you know you're sitting at home watching like TV with your yeah. partner and just like hanging out, 
And I guess it's hard mm-hmm. for people to like relate to that. And so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's part of it is like we're all human, right? Like we all have that that side to us as well. Yeah, I do get asked that question. And and, you know, but like sometimes my clients like, do you do like yeah. normal people activities? Like go to get groceries? Yeah, like do you <laughs> get groceries and like person? drive and stuff? And I'm like, yes, I do normal people <laughs> things too. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so – it's weird how they think that, right? It's like – or, or the fact that mm. they think that this job is so easy and when they actually, when you discuss with them, I've got the admin to do, I've got this to do, I've got, you know, um, all the things that are behind the scenes. They're like, I had no idea it was like that. And it's like, it's a business like any other business. And, and, you know, you'd expect other actors and performers to be, you know, so busy and doing these other things. Why is it different for us? You know, it's not a matter of, hey, let's put on our panties and go for it. Well, was that a was that a surprise to you as well when you first got into it? Uh, because the, it was to me. Like I, I was surprised about all the like behind the scenes work and all the admin that goes into everything. Like when you first started getting um, into this, were you also surprised with? Because obviously you, you're very successful, right? So were you surprised about okay all the business stuff that you need to do on the back end, or did you no, go into it kind of? I, knowing, I actually, knowing I that? actually have always because I've been heavily involved in business for years. Anyway, I hmm. probably went off it um, putting the business element at an extreme level of planning, structures and policies okay. and procedures yeah. and plans and everything from the okay. But I know a lot of people <laughs> don't see it like that. They think they're just going to be able to go, okay, we'll take some messages and we're going to go do this and we're going to do that and that would be that. But for me, I've always been hmm. really big on planning and structures and having my protocols and stuff in place. Um, and then, of course, because I'm – heading towards goals and targets. So it's almost like I have my own little KPIs and, you know, all that sort of thing. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know what the KPI titles are. <laughs> but uh, that's awesome. So how do you think the industry has changed from – because you started – when did you say well, 2000 and when, – when did you – 2012. So how do you think it's developed and changed from 2012 oh, till now? Um, I mean, there's so much that's changed. It's mostly because of, you know – COVID and whatnot um, that changed in terms mm. of people changing direction, realizing that, um, you know, shooting for the big companies is still valuable in terms of um, keeping you current and in the having the brand and the name mm. of saying, hey, yeah, I'm still um, an adult star. Um, but mm. where the money's at and everything is in doing your own. Um, your own stuff, doing your own content creation, having your own platforms. And, um, you know, that's where it's at. But now everyone's doing it and starting to pull away Mm. from the big companies or not doing as much. So it's become extremely saturated and it's being able to um, really navigate between, like for me sometimes it can be a little scary territory when it's like, okay, I've always worked with these people who are in, you know, in the industry in USA or whatever. And then you come back here and everyone's filming and everyone says, oh, yeah, I'm an adult star. And I'm like, okay, cool. You're a content creator and I absolutely respect that and everything. But it's like, okay, so me working with you, I'm just like, but there's so many people that don't know the usual protocols and procedures again and the um, all the things that you need to do, what I'm used to overseas. So I'm challenged in my mind to have to try and adapt the different ways that things go so i'm not saying that it's wrong because obviously it's right for the people who are doing it and they're making money and that's what it's about at the end of the day if they're happy and they're making money all that that's cool but Mm. i'm just like oh my gosh there's so many 
um, things going now and, and so many people and everyone's just like, Ugh. so I, I just had to put my head around that, that the differences in the different countries and whatnot. If you were to give advice to someone that's starting out, uh, do you think they should aspire and focus yes. to film with those big names? or to just solely focus on content creation because that's where the money's at? Or does it sound like you think it's like a bit of a balance, like get your name yes. out there through like the big names and then yes. make your money from like Exa your, your Yeah, exactly. Creation. I say, you know, get your, get your, be sure of what your brand is, be sure of who you are. So like, you know, try and be as authentic as possible without trying to find your niche and whatnot. And then um, definitely film with the big names and whatnot. But to one of the big things I find is too many people are then focusing on filming with the big names, but then just go, ha ha, I'm in, and then just fuck it off and then think, oh, I'm here and I've done this and I've done that. But it's, you've really got to have um, um, gratitude and respect for the people that do help you because if people with big names do shoot with you, that's a really big foot up and that's some serious leverage if you're then just going to go off and not continue down that route and then just shoot your own content. But that is the way to be found, to be recognized uh, for people all over the world to find you is because they're going to see these other performers and that's how you're going to be seen. Mm. And then from there, you know, grow it. But just go keep your head in check and not get too, you know, and then it will continue to grow and everyone will want to continue to work with you. So, yeah. Hmm, if that makes sense. No, yeah. That's what I was just thinking. Do you think a lot of these new creators then, because they obviously haven't like gone, through the same process that you have like do you think they have a lack of maybe gratitude or understanding of what it means to sh shoot with someone that is is more popular has like a name for themselves already and they kind of uh, what's the word for it like uh, underestimate I think so. that a I bit? mean I'm not saying that everyone is like that but a lot of people are and I think if they haven't had to try and get into the industry and have to try and build what a lot of us have built they don't know what it takes to actually achieve you know that title of being you know a uh, adult star of that level so it's like they come in and they're like oh, I'm, a, I'm a star and it's like okay you film and you do this and I absolutely think that's awesome and you're great you're an awesome performer but it's like um you got to do the hard yards hardest done some fucking hard to get there you yeah. know and so it's like for us to then put ourselves mm. there and say yeah you know what I'll take you in and I'll work with you it's like we're really putting ourselves out there to bring them in to give them, you know, more exposure. Mm. So I think it's mm. a matter of just humbling yourself a little bit and being like, okay, cool, I've got this opportunity. I'm going to be grateful for it and just not get too big-headed about it all. you just got to try and keep yourself level no matter how mm. big you become. I mean, even now I, I'll, I'm still so grateful. I know all of the big stars and everything. And if when I get to work with them, even if I've worked with them before, I'm like, I'm still so grateful that I get to do that. That I haven't been bumped off mm. like so many people have been. You know, so many people are like 15 minutes of fame and they're gone. And it's usually because of attitude. Yeah. So, what would yeah. you say would be yeah. the biggest challenges in the industry, like at the moment? Like, I know everyone's saying there's a lot of girls commenting about how much it's changed, especially with after COVID and especially with how saturated it is. What would you say would be like the biggest challenge in the industry at the moment? Being able to find people that are really genuine and trustworthy, you know what I mean? Um, and saying, you know, I, I'm not, for me, it's a matter of, it, it's really scary. People get really greedy and they get really silly really fast. And um, and especially with the way things have gone with OnlyFans, um, after COVID, everyone's sort of in that hustle and grind thing, trying to, you know, get their name out there and stuff. And that's awesome. I think it's amazing. But it's like, 
the most important thing is about finding a really good group of people um, because, you know, they say you're like the the people that you're surrounded by and as opposed to just utilising those people for a short period and then just, oh, yeah, move on to the next. You know, find yourself a really good group and um, feed off each other and whatnot. And I don't find a lot of that here. You know, it's hard. There's clicky groups and it's I'm not saying be clicky, but to actually um, – do not just be about yourself, but about nurturing other people's mm. careers as well as your own. Um, and I do find that hard these days, whereas I've got a group, some really cool people over in the States, and all of us are just like, yeah, let's do this, yeah. And if and if they beat me at something, like, fuck yeah, I'm coming for you next, you know? <laughs> I, I think that's probably the, the key, right? Like if you see this career is yeah. very long-term and think, okay, I'm – I, I want to work with as many people as I can. I, I'm going to be super grateful for those that like have a bigger name than me and bring me up and I'll try repay yeah. whoever I can. With I, I, But I think some of the issue is if you come into this and you're young and you're getting money, like it's very easy to see this as a very short-term play where it's like, all right, this next uh, piece of film that I'm going to create or this like next uh, opportunity that I get, like you just focus on that and you want to take that and you're not like seeing past and, and where your career is actually going. So uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of, I mean, I'm somewhat outside of this space, but there's, it just seems like there's so much missed potential for people to just like work with each other and just be chill and everyone would be successful as opposed to you just trying to like one up that next person below you and yeah. then everyone just goes to shit. So it uh, sounds like they've got it right in the yeah. States maybe. But I mean, you guys are amazing. Um, you know, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so you. <laughs> So. Yeah, look, a lot of people in the industry, they don't like – a lot of people talk about um, how our industry is still quite shunned compared to other industries like by society. And I think a lot of people in the industry don't realize that if we all can't, if we all can't like get along and understand each other and help each other, how do we expect society to understand us if we don't understand each other? <laughs> fights that I see on True. Twitter, I'm just like, oh, please stop. Please. Oh, Twitter is it's oh, savage. They're <laughs> so toxic and I'm just like, you're showing this to the world right now. This, it, like, It's like airing out your undies. It's like, don't do it. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I'm I curious, like, how do you handle like criticism and negative comments from, well, whoever, other girls, society, trolls <laughs> on Twitter? Yeah, randoms <laughs> on Twitter. Random yeah, like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, and that's where I've got to control my my feistiness. You know, I'm like, don't say anything, Aubrey. Don't say it. But um, actually, it, it's gonna uh, it's gonna sound a bit strange. But I was really bullied when I was younger. Uh, so don't worry, we're not getting deep and emotional. Mm. Um, but I was really, really bullied. Sorry, we can get out of the tissues. Let's <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Go for it. Um, I was, and right through from when I was little, and even as an adult, it's kind of, actually some of the bullying just doesn't stop. Some people just have a personality that just says, hey, I just want to punch you in the face, and I think that I might be one of those. But um, because I went through so much, I mean, I was teased about my nose, which now people want a nose like mine. I was teased about my freckles. I was teased about my, um, you know, the socioeconomic group that I came from, um, the fact that I was half Maori, half um, European, you know, all that sort of stuff. It was just everything. And it actually was a blessing in disguise and is because it means that people can say what the fuck ever they like to me and I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, I've heard worse, but, hey, that's cool. Yeah, sweet. Especially at the moment, a lot of it is, oh, man, you're old. Oh, you're looking so old. Oh, you got fat. And I'm just like, 
you know, we're aging, um, you know, it's called life and I don't expect to look the same mm. as I did like 10 years ago. And, um, and for me, it's just like, I just laugh at it really. The only time that I really get bothered by people um, being harsh or critical is actually when they criticize um, my people around me. Like if people, people get nasty about mm. the fact that I'm in a relationship, sometimes I'll try and target things at Jack's and I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm not putting up with that. You know, that's when I become really defensive. Mm. But with myself, I just shrug it off. But that's just from something I've had to develop from years of being. Yeah, I guess getting put in the spotlight, it's you, yeah, you have an opportunity to have more practice, I guess, dealing with people's negativity. And I, I guess it goes two ways, right? Like one, it either like crushes you and you just like don't know how to deal with it. Or over time, like you, you learn like coping strategies, which one, it sounds like you just laugh it off and you're like, who cares, right? Um, so yeah, it, it's it's nice to hear because I think anyone like getting into this space, it's something they're gonna have to face at some point, right? Like they're gonna get some negativity. I think it's important just to remember that like a lot of the time well, it's just coming from fucking idiots. So yeah, as well, you said, to me, um um what was I going to say? With the online stuff um and whatnot, I think before you before I even got into the industry and I knew I was putting pictures up or videos up and stuff, it's like you have to realize when you decide to go down the route of being in the public eye that you are going to be criticized and judged, especially with the way the, the world is now. You know, everyone's either so sensitive or so hateful and mean. And you'll have the people that absolutely love you. So the thing is just to focus on that positive stuff because some people like apples and some people like bananas, you know, and if I'm an apple and you like bananas, mm. then, hey, that's that. You can't really change that. Um, yeah. But it's it's about your reaction to it. I mean, I've certainly been known over the years to fire up every now and then, but people usually laugh at that because they're like, oh, he's yours. He, he just totally destroyed them. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I really <laughs> Yeah. Society, yeah, I think, awesome. are very quick to judge. Um, I mean, a lot of like, look, a lot of sex workers, doesn't matter what part of the industry you're in, like everyone uh, mm -hmm. knows you get a lot of trolls. But what do you think are like the like empowering aspects of like being in the industry? Like I personally find it as a woman, I find it, I find my job very empowering, but I think society doesn't look at it that way. But like, what do you find empowering about what it is that you do as a woman, especially as an older woman? Um, I, I mean, there's so much about it that actually helps you as a woman, whether it's you choose to be, um, you can be completely independent and by yourself, you know, or you can be, you know, still run a family, look after your family and everything like that. Um, but to me, it's like, I am a strong businesswoman. And part of my package is I am my product. So I have to work on that. So being able to look at myself and know that my brand and my product is a success and stuff. I mean, that's a confidence builder in itself, you know, to show where you've come from to where you are. I mean, as long as you're, you know, running your business well and whatnot, that in itself is not only um, a driving thing for myself and for my family, but also for other women out there who think, you know, oh, but I don't look like this. I don't do this. It's like, do you know what we've all had to do to actually achieve this? We have to look at ourselves as a brand and a product and we tweak things accordingly. So I love letting other women know. It looks like, do you, you do realize I'm just like you, you know, we're just the same. And if you mm. wanted to do this and being mm. confident in your own body, your own skin, knowing that you can go out there and if you want to, you can make bank, you can look after your family, you can have financial security, you can have those things. Or you can just have peace within yourself knowing that, you know, you can do it by yourself. You don't have to have uh, somebody else out there to 
to save you. You know, you're not one of those rescues, you know. Mm. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just think so much about it that that I love and appreciate. Uh, I know that I wouldn't have done half the things or achieved half the things that I did had I not taken that step, you know, back in October 2012. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Like, I don't think I, like, so I had another job. I was like you, I had another job before I started doing sex work. But, like, I didn't find, like, financial independence until I kind of started doing sex work because it was my own business and I was making, I was working for myself and I I got to have every single penny, basically, like, that I worked for. So, and it was like the more I worked, the more money I was getting, whereas in my old job, it didn't matter how much more I worked, I was still getting paid like shit. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I was I was doing okay, and there's been some years that even with my other work, I was doing well, but never like this. I mean, um, people always like, oh my gosh, you get to. I'm like, I have been able to not only provide well for my family, to be able to survive through um, COVID and whatnot. You know, being able to look after my family and not whatnot through that time because they all couldn't work as well. Um, but I've travelled the world extensively, all while working at the same time. I've seen things that, you know, so many people could only dream of, but, I mean, they all have the ability to do that as well. But I'm showing if I'm this little half-caste girl from New Zealand who come from a family of 10, you know, and I can do these things, it's like it is possible for anyone to do it. You just have to be able to, you know, um, broaden your mind a little bit. Very nice. Yeah, it's very impressive. It is very impressive. So what are your what are your plans for the future then? What's... uh? Have you got anything installed? Obviously, it sounds like you, you got a lot of travel, but uh, are there anything in terms of your career that you're like, looking forward to do? Or there's so much what's, coming uh, what's up um, over the next few years, but especially over the next year. Uh, some of it's a bit secret mm-hmm. squirrel and you guys were Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, uh, okay. But once that all comes about, you know, I'll make sure you guys are the first podcast to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us the Perfect. exclusive, yeah, you'll have please. To let us know what's happening. Exclusive. That's it. Um, but, I mean, for me right now, I mean, I spent the last two years away from Australia and I, I was going to just go back overseas and just keep hammering it out. But I feel like the draw for me right mm. now to spend a bit more time back here at home, not only for my family and stuff, but I can see so much um, potential and need in the industry over here. And there's a few of us that would love to come together to help um, the industry here um, on a similar level to what they had, the support and things that they have overseas. Um, be it through, you know, groups coming together and um, education, education, you know, towards how to actually do all the filming, networking, how to grow and develop their businesses. Um, I mean, it's a pretty awesome place here and there's so many awesome content creators and I just think if they could have the same information that those of us who have had the opportunity to go shoot overseas had, what they could do, you know. So that's a big thing Mm. for me is to set up another home base here in Australia. I'll still be traveling overseas periodically, but I I really want to hone in here on um, redeveloping relationships here and and a nice little, you know, a nice little base. That's awesome. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, where, where that goes. Uh, you can bring all your procedures yeah. and business yes, and everything to uh, yeah. The industry here does the, need a lot of help. I to think. the new generation. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, yeah. I, I respect that. Spoiler really alert: cool. Aubrey and really I have cool. a few exciting little projects coming up as well <laughs> over the next twelve months. Hello. Can't talk about okay. it yet, but <laughs> doing some cool stuff. All right, now, Mark, now you already I'm know. Curious. Now, uh, <laughs> 
I'm fucking around. I've got to amp it up a little bit, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah. All yeah. Right, happy we days. definitely have some good shit coming, so I'm so excited. About- uh, Kat, did you, did you have, any, uh, <coughs> did you have no, anything else you wanted to ask? Oh, actually, actually wait. Uh, we just, is there, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Oh, man, you guys would never stop me talking if I really let loose. Does. Say whatever you want. Go as wild as you want. Say that. <laughs> cool with it. <laughs> Oh, all right, perfect. So, uh, Aubrey, where can where can people find you? What's um, the best way for them to, to find your stuff or get in contact Black, with you? The blue tick, and from yeah, huh? hello. <laughs> um, and in there, I mean, there's a link with absolutely everything in there um, for all of my legit platforms. Um, yeah, and if it's not, it's if it's not on that thing. It's not me. Perfect. All right, well, we'll put a link out for everyone to see, and then they can go you there. Got- so, uh, Aubrey, thank you so much for coming on. It's been, uh, it's been. I will fun. see you guys very soon. I'm and, sure you. Uh, yeah. Soon. <laughs> all right, guys. Everyone. All right. Cheers. Make sure you all like and thank subscribe. You. And uh, to- <laughs> I know we never say this at the end, but yeah, everybody, make sure you like and subscribe and give Aubrey a follow. And yeah, all right. Until next week. Hey, bye, guys. Thank you.